Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, guys, listen up. This week only, I got a special deal for you from my bookie. They're offering a risk-free bet on the Bears-Lions game. That's right. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money. If you lose... Also, congrats. My bookie will give you all your money back. That's right. It's a no-brainer. You literally cannot lose. It's all. It's no risk, all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all to come play. Quit waiting around and sign up today. You ever find yourself wanting to bet on sports but you have lots of questions? Don't worry about it. My bookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the process. And the best part is, if you join now, We'll still have one last shot to take advantage of our incredible sign-up offer. Just log in to mybookie.ag, make your first deposit with promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R. MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk-free bet I talked about earlier in the ad. Let me repeat, that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you don't want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply can't lose. Do your part to support your team, hop on the gravy train, and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Guys, do you remember the time when you were always ready to go? Do you miss that? Do you want to increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you can benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game. Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit. No waiting on the pharmacy. Best of all, no awkwardness. It's made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. I got a special deal for my listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, get your first shipment for free. Use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, to try it free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Also, I know I mispronounced Viagra, so don't roast me for that. All right, this is on to the show. Welcome to Antrax After Dark, weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders, joined today by my co-host, John Stefanczyk. John, it's uh, early signing day. That's something we've kind of gotten used to with the last. This is probably the third one, I want to say. Um, feels, like, feels like that's about right. It's, it's feels like it's not the same anymore. Like it used to be February was just a big flat out circus of the day. Now it's kind of like okay, people make their decisions much earlier. 
Yeah, it it seems like there are fewer flips. Like it seems like a lot of uh, a lot of kids or a lot of teams are just kind of signing uh, their commits for the most part. And maybe you know you get some flips, some interesting drama. But I think also maybe since it's still a possibility to wait until February, some of the kids that maybe would be more likely to be the the dramatic ones wait until then. So we'll we'll see uh, how the the second signing period plays out. Obviously, Lane Kiffin only been on the job for what a week and a half or so. John, he was hired the day of the SEC championship game. Yep. So. A lot of moving pieces to what he was trying to get done in a short period of time. You know, there were kids that maybe were worried about the fact that he's changing the staff up. You know, it will probably become more clear in the next month or so. Um, and, and, you know, there are also kids that I think were never going to come to Ole Miss, whether it was Luke or Kiffin or whatever. Um, there were kids that, you know, I feel like there are always kids that or trying to make excuses for why they're going to one school over another. Like, I don't know if you saw the kid from Oxford, like JJ, JJ Peegs, his, mm-hmm. uh, his dad said that like Kiffin had ignored their calls or something. Just doesn't, that, that I don't think that's what happened. Um, I think it's probably an Oxford kid trying to get people off his back and, you know, has some explanation for the reason he went to Auburn. But I, I don't, I'm not too worried about that. I think Lane Kiffin knows how to recruit. You know how how well he recruits at Ole Miss remains to be seen. But I, um, you know, for now I'm not going to worry about that, especially not based on one early signing period. I think a lot of people were upset about that kid from I want to say Horn Lake, Josiah Hayes, that that signed with Kentucky. Um, after he was committed when Luke was the coach, he also decommitted while Luke was the coach. Um, ends up signing with Kentucky today. I'm not sure what that's about. Some people say that, you know, that that's a sign that Kiffin's not retaining Mike McIntyre as the DC. Again, I guess we're going to find out on that front. But if that's the reason, I guess that makes sense. Maybe he was never going to come to Ole Miss. I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is the first the first signing day, hopefully of of at least a few for Lane Kiffin here, and, and probably the worst one. So we'll find out. Yeah. No, I mean I think. At this point, go get. I mean, it's pretty clear. A this, it's pretty clear. Kiffin's gonna making his own evaluations and decisions. He's not trying to play a bridge game. He's simply, he's taking over. He's in charge. We're gonna make our decisions. Right, and take- I don't think Kiffin's worried about what a recruit's thinking when it comes to building out his staff. I think he's more focused on you know what he's looking for. And I don't think he's necessarily sitting there trying to play the rankings game. He's gonna go get the guys he wants i mean at the end of the day lane we trust let it play out we'll see and 21 will be the first real judgment of where they land but where they're at but yeah see how like Derek nix may not be around anymore Mm -hmm. looks mcintyre's i think mcintyre's plan b on maybe plan c defensive coordinator personally yeah i don't really know who plan a is at this point though it was like some nfl guy don't know which one. Right. It's, the timing makes it seem like he's waiting until the end of the NFL season, but I don't know. Um, sure, why not? So there's a rumor tonight that we're maybe going after uh, the tight ends coach at A&M, Joe John Finley, a guy with Oklahoma and Baylor experience. Another Baylor guy. Got a lot of Baylor guys on the staff that are that's shaping up here. 
Um, the the offensive coordinator Levy, ain't that guy Gideon? They hired the special teams coach. Was it Baylor? Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, yeah. if you tell me they're trying to build a staff to recruit Texas at a high level, you know that, that sounds like a good idea to me. Um, I, I, yeah, they got some kids today that maybe weren't on the radar until very recently. There's like kid from Florida, Derek Bermudez, I want to say his name is. There was like a lineman from Connecticut. I think these are all guys that came out of the woodwork since Kiffin was hired, not really on the radar before. There's that quarterback from Texas, mm-hmm. uh, Renfro, who... You know, not very highly rated, but apparently he projects well. And you know, he was he he maybe could have ended up at Florida State. Um, he was being recruited by by Levy at UCF, I believe. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how this class. And, and of course, once it's finished in February, there are intimations that they're they're going to go after some quote unquote big names uh, in the February signing period. Although, like you said, John, with the way signing day has changed. Um, I don't know how many like blue chippers are, are left relatively to the relative to the way it used to be, where no one can sign until February. Obviously, a smaller pool to work with, uh, but maybe they can they can find some quality guys um, come February. But my point was, it'll be interesting to see how when this class is complete, how it compares to, for instance, you know Hugh Freeze's 2012 class, which um, wasn't necessarily super highly rated, but they filled a lot of needs. And when you look back at that class. There were a ton of guys in it uh, that turned out to be big name players that'll miss from Bo Wallace to Mike Hilton to uh, just a, a lot of different guys that come year three when he's knocking off Alabama were playing really big roles. So I'll be interested to see if we look back on this class in a few months or a few years and, and, and see say like oh those are some great evaluations, um, you know say that 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 was a for a transition class that was actually the start of building a a new standard for the program so it'll be interesting he's also been i mean kiffin's been busy recruiting the current players on the team right pulling kids out of the transfer portal um corral staying tisdale staying which he talked about i think on the last episode you know some of the receivers miles battle demarcus gregory those guys staying um and, and also he talked about in his press conference going after you know, transfers, graduate transfers, that kind of thing. So we'll see if there's any of that uh, in the spring. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody is is freaking out. And if they are, I don't really know what the point of that is because what what do you expect to happen uh, when a coach comes on the job and then has to has to has a signing day? You it's know? not like they lost anybody notable. They feel. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Hayes kid. But if you if we look back on it, it turns out. He he chose. We had to choose between him or getting the DC that Lane wants. I'm not super. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say like, oh, we should have chosen that, went, that one kid. Gone to like Alabama, we'd be like, oh, right, but, right, exactly. I mean, it's it's. I think he's a four star, or whatever. But it's not like he's. I don't think he's going to change the face of the program or anything. So, no, it'll be okay. Um, there. Yeah, that's that's. That's signing day, John. Um, uh, Burrow, Burrow won the Heisman. We we were recording when Ed O got Coach of the Year. Good for them. I'm I'm rooting for LSU in the playoff. Yeah, yeah, me too. I like this LSU team. Uh, I like Joe Burrow a lot. Um, 
They're kind of a pity to have to play for the Bengals, but it is what it is. Um, Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I, I assume, but we'll see. Um, they were recording last week while, when Kojo won the, the Coach of the Year. This week we're recording during the impeachment of the president. So we kind of have a knack for this, these newsworthy events happening while we're recording, huh? Yep. Um, yeah, I think I think Ole Miss fans are probably going to be more plugged into the coaching searches, like building out the staff, than they are recruiting, um, unless January and February shape up to be really exciting. But I just I, I have my doubts about how many quality guys are going to be out there. We'll see. We'll see, and then obviously give them give them a year to build relationships, whatever you want to call it, and we'll see how how the class is next year for Kiffin. Um, there's a, I think there's a good bit of in-state talent next year, so if you can get a, a decent amount of that and then add in some national guys, you could you could build a great class here. So let's let's look at the team rankings, John, before we move on from recruiting. Yep. Um, let's see who's number one this year. Before I pull, you haven't looked at this, right? I haven't looked at it either. I haven't either. All right, so let's pick a few people. This is where we think teams are right now. Where where would you put A and M if you had to guess? Oh, with Jimbo, right, uh, right. Probably, I don't know if you told me they're fourth national. They got to be top five. Um, so we'll see. We'll check on that in a second. Let's guess a couple. Let's guess a couple other random teams here. Um, where is Mullen at Florida? Uh, twelve. 12, Jimbo 4. Yeah, I say Jimbo's in the top 5. Mullen's got to be in the top 20. Let's pick one more to see how... What other... Okay, what about... um? What about Nebraska? No, ooh, Nebraska. Um, If you told me they were 15, if you told me they were 45, I'd believe both. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go on a limb and say they're 9. I think that's probably gonna, way too high. You're going to go 9. I'll go 28. Just to, Okay, yeah. all right. So let's get into this. Let's see. We got A&M at 6. So we weren't which, too far which off there. Which service are we using here? I'm using the 247 uh, right, pull- composite. This is the composite. I'm pulling up rivals. We'll see how similar or dissimilar they are. Yeah, I like, I like the composite. It takes a lot of stuff into account here. So uh, Mullen is 8 at Florida. A&M is 6. Clemson tops Alabama, number one. Alabama's number two. Ohio State, number three. Georgia, number four. LSU, number five. Auburn is number seven. All right, let's see if we can find Nebraska on here. I'm already way off on mine because I'm going down into the... Nebraska is number 20. So kind of right in between where we put Rivals has A&M six, Florida seven, Nebraska 17, so they're pretty similar. Yeah. Um, Florida State's at 21. That's... That's not bad for a team that just hired a coach. Obviously, Taggart had been working on that. Um, see anything else that jumps out here? Texas at 11th. I just really wonder if they're ever going to get going under Herman. I guess we'll see. Um, how many five stars do you think Clemson has on the composite? Uh, you told me five. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they have six. That's twice as many as Alabama at three. Um. Notre Dame has two five stars, but still tenth. Oregon has two five stars. They're ranked sixteenth. They haven't signed a ton. It looks like Oregon's tenth on rivals. That's a big discrepancy. Yep, South Carolina at seventeen. Pretty pretty good for Muschamp there. 
Um, Kentucky is 23. Mississippi State is 25. Uh, Ole Miss is 38 on the composite. Seven of the top ten on rivals. I don't know where they're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's see. The SEC on the composite is. Sorry, went off the page. Okay, they are. One, two, three, four, five, six of the top ten. Who's the seventh on on rivals? The seventh SEC team. Uh, it is Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee is not- is fifteenth on two four seven. So that's the difference there. Um, I think twenty three is is sounds like a good class for uh for Kentucky. They do have twenty. I guess these are I guess these are commits. I don't know how many of these signed, but uh assume a lot of these signed their existing commitments. Um so Ole Miss is thirty eighth on here. They're getting edged out by Northwestern, West Virginia, Arizona State, Colorado. Uh Purdue is ahead of Ole Miss, Maryland, so work to do for sure. Ole Miss narrowly beating out Louisville, Oklahoma State, Pittsburgh. Michigan State, etc. Uh, Utah at number fifty. Indiana at number forty-nine. Baylor is at fifty-two. John, is that surprising to you? Uh, yes, I would have figured they would have at least been top. I would have expected in the fifteen to twenty range, frankly. Yeah, it's a little weird that they're at fifty-two. Looking at their class, they have a couple of four stars, um, and then it goes off from there. I don't know. If I'm, I, I wonder what's going on there. Well, maybe somebody can. Enlighten us. I don't, I don't know. That's that's weird. Um. Yeah. So yeah, that's early. I I agree. I I feel like the the wind is kind of taken out of signing day by the the early signing period. It just seems yeah. it just falls a little flat. It seems like. Yeah. That's right. not that's not to say there's not insane last minute dealings going on, right? We all remember. Not a bad thing either. I think the old the old format was a circus. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I I feel like there's good things and bad things for the recruits when it comes to this. You know, you, it's you don't get as many like fake offers that can get pulled later. Um, and if a kid's offer does get pulled, they can always sign in the late signing period instead, right? But uh, but still, I I feel like kids are kind of pressured by the fact that you can say, well, you're not going to have a spot in February if you don't sign now. So, um, but it is it it is what it is. Um. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, yeah. So the playoff teams are number one, number three, number five, number nine. Oklahoma at number nine is a little. I mean, it's still a good class, but yeah, it seems like they're always think, stuck right I in the think, same tier. Personally, I mean, it's all. We've seen these right. We've seen ratings be accurate and inaccurate over the years. Well, that's true. Well, that's true. Well, I was looking at the um, the transfer portal on uh, two four seven the other day. Felipe Franks in the transfer portal, but not a ton of other. I mean, a ton of quarterbacks. Transfer portal is like thirty percent quarterbacks. It feels like, which I guess makes sense. Only one per team. You know, they all feel like they want to go to school to be the starter. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just an aside there. 
What do you want to do, John? Should we look at bowl lines? Is that what you want to do? Yeah, I think we keep it. You trying short. to uh, you trying to you trying to pick bowl games against the spread or straight up? Trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do. I've got a couple. I've got a couple people up here asking me about bowl pick I said I was covered on the podcast. So yeah, that's a good point. I actually need. I have one in my works. Dude. Let me see if I can get the um, get the link up, and I'll go through mine as well. All right. I feel like bowls bowls tend to be more pick 'em than it. Well, I guess it varies if it's pick 'em or against the spread. Yeah, it depends if you're trying to make money or just beat your coworkers. Yep, 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 yep. All right, here's my fantasy group. What's yours? Does yours have the spread or not? Um, I think it's just pick 'em, but let me see. Let me let me start. I feel like it's. I think it's traditionally pick 'em. We we yeah, can no, I, I agree. Traditionally, it is pick them, yeah, for sure. I think I think we do pick them, and then we comment on a spread if we like it. The problem is you can get some, you can get matchups like first bowl game is SUNY Buffalo against UNC Charlotte. How the hell am I supposed to know who to take minus with Buffalo minus six and a half? Yeah, well, <laughs> even straight up, how are we supposed to know who to take in that? I have no idea. Oh, that's easy. We Will Healy the scuba suit. That's cute. Fuck you. We're taking SUNY Buffalo all all day every day. All right, so I got my pick'em open as well. Uh, I got to go with a clever name for this now. Mm. Lane Sharks after dark. Easy. I'm doing a tonsillitis. Um, mm-hmm. a little, Houston fans are so annoying, dude. All they talk about, Tunsil named to his first Pro Bowl yesterday. All they want to talk about is the false starts and stuff. So stupid. So we should talk about dumb O'Brien is. Yes, he's a terrible coach, dude. All right, so I got I got mine. Ooh, so this this pick'em or this bowl thing, it looks like you get to choose your confidence. You, do you have that on yours? Yeah. Tip, I, if, I'm not doing one this year, but typically I recall you pick the winner and then you write you weight your confidence. Yeah. So uh, this is one through forty-one, and you pick from one point to 41 points on every one. So there's one that's worth 41 points. There's one that worth, that's worth one points. So this is going to be interesting. Let's just start. I'll figure out the confidence later. So you said Buffalo and CLT, whatever that is. Charlotte. Charlotte, right. Oh, yeah, this is the guy. This is the guy that we talked about. Healy. I'm picking him. to bring the whole Charlotte staff to the SEC. I'm gonna, I picked him, though, to win. Utah State versus Kent State. Let's look at the preview here. So I took SUNY. I'm taking SUNY Buffalo because the whole, anybody who wants to bring his whole damn st- staff from Charlotte to the <laughs> yeah, I just refuse. Took Utah State over Kent State. Let's see Alcorn versus North Carolina A and T. Yeah, mm-hmm. Utah State's favored by a touchdown. Take them. Um, oh yeah, let me do. That. Let me look at the. Let me look at the odds as well to help me make these picks here. Okay, go ahead. North Carolina A and T and Alcorn opening to pick them. The money's gone North Carolina A and T just to represent the sip. I will take Alcorn. I took A and T. Um, I saw that the public was like seventy nine percent on Alcorn or something, so I'm gonna go against them there. Like you said, it's uh the money is on A and T. Okay, Central Michigan. For San Diego State, San Diego State minus three and a half. I'm going to take Central Michigan. Jim McElwain. Um, I like how we ended up in Central Michigan. That's a long way from Sharks, just in general. <laughs> yeah. 
Given that discipline, I'm going to – I agree. Central Michigan. So Georgia Southern favored by four over Hugh Freeze and the Flames. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia Southern in that one. We're going to have to go with Georgia Southern because, A, well, one, Hugh Freeze spite. And it's a bowl game. Hugh Freeze, he's not going to be paying attention. Two, Hugh Freeze has been distracted lobbying for the Memphis job. Three, Hugh Freeze has been distracted talking to Lane Kiffin at the Oxford Grillhouse. So we're going to Georgia Southern. I think it's all those things. SMU minus two and a half over FAU. Give me SMU. FAU lost their fearless leader. They're not going to recover from that. SMU had a good year. Give me the ponies. Yep, yep. I mean, I think it's I think it's a pride game for both teams. SMU after their season. FAU had a good season. They lost their coach. They want to prove that they didn't miss a step. So I like laying the points with SMU. Yeah, I could see that going either way. Um Let's see, FIU, Arkansas State. It's like Arkansas State is the favorite by a little bit less than a field goal. No idea. I'll take Arkansas State. That's fine. Yeah, I'm with you. I literally have no idea on that game. Boise State plus three against Washington and Las Vegas Bowl. I'm going to take Boise State. Um, They're ranked. They're underdog. They're Boise State in a bowl game. Is Peterson coaching the for Washington or not? Um, my guess would be no, right? But maybe he announces it. Maybe he is. Neil McMillan will have to fill us in on that one. I feel like he, yeah, I feel like that team's distracted. I think Boise, Parsons stays. I like Boise as well. Yeah. Um, UAB versus Appalachian State. You got to take Appalachian State. They're a 17-point favorite. UAB got destroyed in the conference championship. App State is ranked. But uh Drinkwitz is at Missouri now, but honestly, I think App State's just going to be that much better. So give we'll take Yeah, I just I, I hear you on that one, but I don't see regardless of the coaching, I don't see Bill Clark overcoming being a 16 and a half point dog, but I don't know. Um Central Florida minus 17 and a half against Marshall. Did who's the coach at UCF? They didn't change, huh? Uh, I forget who they hired. Some dude who stayed. They did not change. They I lost. Think. They lost Levy though. But still, again, Marshall, the seventeen and a half point dog. I can't. I can't not pick UCF there. Yeah. BYU minus two versus Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl home game for Hawaii. But we know BYU won't be hungover. It'll drink. Um. Hmm. That's an important consideration. BYU had a couple pretty good wins this year. I mean, didn't they? They beat uh, they beat Tennessee and Knoxville. They beat SC too, right? Yeah, I, I like BYU here. It's hard for me to pick Hawaii in any game ever, right? They're just so pathetic. I'm generally. BYU had a couple competent wins this year. Yeah. I'm going to reward that and pick them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Miami minus six versus La Tech in Shreveport. Does Miami want to be in this game? Because Louisiana Hell Tech, really. I, I think Louisiana I Tech does. I'm going to take them as this, well. This is actually a semi-intelligent pick. Give me Louisiana Tech. In a, in a game in Louisiana versus Miami who thinks it's beneath them. Yeah. For those of you in New Hampshire listening, Louisiana Tech is an hour from Shreveport. This is a home game for them. Right. Miami that's the damn thing they want to do is play in Shreveport the day after Christmas. Yeah, and that stadium's a dump, but Louisiana Tech won't care. It's a pride pride point it's for them. Special, I agree. La Tech. All right, let's see. Pitt minus eleven against Eastern Michigan in Detroit. 
Um, quick lane bowl. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take Pitt here. It won't be pretty, but why not? I like Narduzzi. Give me Pitt. Uh, let's Mac Brown and Phil Longo at North Carolina minus four and a half against. Did you think Mac Brown got another year added to his contract? Yeah, why not? Right, they're in a bowl game. They're in the military yeah. bowl. Honor our yeah. veterans. Uh, Temple beat Memphis. Give me Temple. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm taking Temple as well. Michigan State minus four against Wake Forest at Yankee Stadium in the Pinstripe Bowl. Michigan State wins this game. I'm going to take Wake Forest. I, I don't think Wake Forest is good. I think they won games. I think I think Wake Wake Forest is going to be motivated as hell to play in Yankee Stadium. Think so? I don't think Michigan State's going to be that fired up here. I think Michigan State grinds out an ugly win. It, if they play the regular season, I think Michigan State grinds an ugly win. I think in the bowl game. I I can't get over my uh, the fact that one of my more successful locks of the week coming right at the end of the season, where uh, I was getting nervous, I was going to lose my streak, was Clemson covering like some obscene amount of points against Wake Forest. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue punishing them for that. Fair. Um, Oklahoma State, Texas A and M, A and M minus seven. Here in Houston, the Texas Bowl. That would be fun to go to, actually. i got to look at tickets for that. Um, this, is, this is tough. Is, is A&M fired up to play in this bowl? I, I think they are, right? I think Kellamon's garbage, and I think Gundy will want to stick it to the uh, Benedict Arnolds that went to the SEC. Give me Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma State with the points. I like them straight up, too. Yeah, I'd take Oklahoma State plus seven. I'm gonna pick A and M straight up. Um, you know, maybe maybe uh, Jimbo wants this as a you get some momentum. They got a young team. Maybe the bowl practices, all that kind of stuff. We'll see. I, I like Gundy as well, but I'd say the coaching's about even in that one. Um, the Holiday Bowl, San Diego, California, USC plus two playing Iowa. Does Iowa travel well for this game? What is USC's headspace here? I have no idea. It's a real head scratcher as to what USC's headspace is. Well, Clay uh, Helton was fired and then unfired, right? So maybe they want to vindicate. Clay Helton got an extension. You know what? I think I'm going to play the they rally behind Clay Helton card plus yeah. it's just a, right. You know, yeah, me too. So Mike Leach rumored potentially going to Arkansas, did not, right? Stayed at Wazoo. They're playing Air Force in the Cheez-It Bowl at Chase Field. Air Force is a triple option team, no? Yeah, I think Air Force is the pick here. No, I always pick against a triple option in a bowl game. It's a principal play. Too many practices to get ready for it. Georgia Tech and Hugh Freeze back in 2013. I, just, I don't like it. If Wazoo wants to win, I think they can if they're motivated at all, I'll just pick against triple option out of principle. Um, Notre Dame, Iowa State, Notre Dame minus three and a half, the Camping World Bowl in Orlando, Florida. I think Notre Dame plays well in the game in Florida, right? I think Matt Campbell, Iowa State have lost a couple close games this year, and Campbell just wants to keep making himself more valuable. You think he's motivated I, here? But he got here. He's got like a six-year extension during the the coaching carousel. Yeah, but it's all about who's next. So I will take Iowa State. All right, I'm gonna take Notre Dame there. Uh, here's a fun matchup, right? Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Memphis versus Penn State. 
Penn State is a seven point favorite. Is that is that disrespecting the Tigers, John? No Mike Norvell. I think that has a notable impact on Memphis. I yeah. think Penn State I think Penn State wins this game. Yep, I agree. Uh one of the easier picks on the board here, LSU minus fourteen against Oklahoma. I think that's there's no comment needed there. Lincoln um, Riley will be the Dallas Cowboy coach. If if Oklahoma was to upset LSU, that would be one, probably the biggest upset of the year. That would be a stunner. I don't think uh, that's going to happen. Um, it'd be one of the biggest for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, definitely the biggest of, with any consequence left at this time of the year. Like Clemson, Ohio State is, is very is very much a closer matchup than this is anticipated to be. So, um, Speaking of Clemson, Ohio State, Clemson minus two in the Fiesta Bowl, Glendale, Arizona. Ooh, I really, I really came out of that championship Saturday thinking Ohio State was going to roll Clemson. Seems like a lot of people went the other direction watching that Clemson Virginia game. Um, I I'm going to stick with my gut and take Ohio State here. Do you think Ohio State's going to collapse down the stretch? What's what's your what's your opinion here? I think Ohio State has the best roster, top to bottom, in the country. Yeah, that's kind of where I stand as well. I think- has been kind of sleepwalking. They're rounding into form. This re- this could be a classic game. It really has um, both sides potential. Yeah, I wish I wish there was a fourth team in the playoff. Like Oklahoma is fine, but I don't think they're on the level of the other three teams. In yeah, the it, there's three teams in a certain stratosphere, and that's LSU, Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. That actually, if they play in any in any combination, could create a good game. Yeah. I will take Ohio State, but nothing would surprise me in this game. Yeah, okay, I think we both, we're both picking Ohio State there. Western Michigan versus Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky minus three and a half. I will pick them just because it was funny when they beat Arkansas. I'm with you. Go tie story. Um, here's a game that I, I, I don't believe at all in the team I'm going to pick, but I, I also don't think it's going to be that close. Mississippi State versus Louisville. I, I think State rolls. I think Satterfield's a better coach than Moorhead. State has the better roster. Who wants to play more? And the where where do they go? Oh yeah, Music City. They're in Nashville, right? Uh, I think Louisville's going to be more gunk up to play than State. I'll well, I think that. State State has the better roster. I'll take State. I'm going to move it like to the middle of my confidence, though, because I, I, I do give Louisville some advantages. I just don't think their roster is that great right now. I think it's a rebuild. Um, Illinois versus Cal. Illinois plus six and a half. I, what is Illinois' record? I feel like they had a weird year. I think I mean, they're 6-6. Cal kind of had a weird year as well. Cal was started off good, then guys got hurt. Yeah. Uh, this is in uh, this is at Levi Stadium in, in California. The Red Box Bowl. Red Box has their own bowl. Interesting. I really don't know why. Give me Illinois and Lovey's Beard. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun outcome. Um, yeah, I'll I'll do that too. Low confidence there, but it would be, it would be fun for the Illinois fans. So that's enough for me. Here's one that could be just interesting from a brand perspective: Florida versus Virginia. Florida minus fourteen and a half. Where did, did Florida end up? What nine and three? Is that right? The uh, listen, I have three or ten and two. They lost to Georgia. They lost to Georgia. They lost. Uh, oh, yep. I think it's it. Huh? Is that I right? I definitely take Florida straight up. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that's the obvious choice. Um, yeah, they lost to Georgia. I thought they had a weird loss in there. Maybe not. Yeah, they beat everybody else. Um, this beat Florida State 40-17. to Yeah, it's a good year. A good year for Dan Mullen for sure. I mean, you beat a you beat a re- resurgent Tennessee team, thirty four to three. Although earlier in the season, squeak past Kentucky. That was definitely the scariest game for Mullen to get that Miami win in week zero. Um, and, and even in the losses, you know, you you put twenty eight on LSU, only give up forty two. That's not terrible. You lose to Georgia by a touchdown. Um, I, I think it's a big year for for Mullen. I think he's he's going to be looking good moving into the next year. Um, and we already talked about how the recruiting was looking good this year. So he's on the he's on the upswing. Um, definitely, like you said, John, picking them straight up. Uh, what that is in Miami at the Orange Bowl. Okay, um, Virginia Tech minus two and a half against Kentucky. What bowl is that? I I have no idea. I think it's the Belk. It's the Belk Bowl. Yeah. So not too far for either team. Um. I like Virginia Tech as well. I think they can prepare for the receiver. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Um, but how how good do I really feel about Virginia Tech this year? I don't know. I mean, their their coach stayed, which I feel like people thought maybe he wouldn't. Um, yeah, I, I'll take I'll take Kentucky. Kids rally around Stoops. I yeah. I like that team for whatever reason. I think it's funny some of the games they won this year. Again, I'm mostly picking for the funniest outcomes. Uh, Herm Edwards, Arizona State, minus four and a half. Against Florida State in the Sun Bowl at El Paso. That's pretty uh, That's pretty legit. That's, that's, a, that's a good game for Arizona State fans. Right? I get to play Florida State. Um, Florida yeah. State's got the... So Norvell is coaching the bowl, right? Norvell's coaching the bowl. Uh, is he- I assume, right? If the interim coaches it, he stands. He stands back. Question: I don't know. Actually, is, Norvell's not coaching Memphis, right? No, he's gone. He's in. He's in Tallahassee. I know they talked about him coaching. Um. Yeah, give me, give me Herm Edwards. I think in the pick'em. Yep. Navy minus two and a half against Kansas State. I think I can take Kansas State there. I think their coach is a rising star. I'll pick? take Navy. You're taking you're taking all the military academies in this uh in this year's pick 'em. Yeah, I'm patriotic. Yeah, good for you, John. Um, Wyoming minus seven against Georgia State. Let's see, this is in Arizona. Kind of a trip for both teams. Uh, give me well for no good reason, Georgia State. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too, but I'll go for no good reason, Wyoming. Um, Utah versus Texas. Oh, you know I'm taking Utah on this one. Alamo Bowl. Texas, I don't think wants to be there. Utah, I mean, is what an eleven and two team, and they're having to go to the Alamo Bowl. You think that's they're, a letdown for Utah? They get to play Texas though. They get a chance to beat Texas. They're gonna go kick Texas's ass. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, Citrus Bowl. Now here's a game of teams that don't want to be in this game, especially against each other. Alabama minus seven and a half against Michigan. Last time you put you you picked a Michigan upset, you were you were quite wrong, John. So where do you stand now? Um, most interesting non 
non playoff game and yeah, ways. I mean you have the brands, you have the coaches, you have the QBs. Both kind of need a. Both kind of could use this win to get into next year because of who they're playing. I don't know. I don't think Alabama cares about this one either way. I think Jones comes out plays well. That gets everybody lined up for next year. I'll take Alabama. I can't. I can't pick Harbaugh and Shea, but I kind of hope they win just because it would be funny. Again, and and I actually, I honestly think Alabama has nothing to play for here. But like you said, I guess if you're Mac Jones, you have a lot to play for. I don't know how much the other guys have to play for. Yeah. Um, also wonder, you think Alabama is going to have a lot of guys sit out since it's not a playoff game and they're they're going to go to the draft? That's a possibility. Good question. Is is Shea going to the draft this year? Is, is this is he a senior? He's going to try. Yeah, he's a senior. Oh, that's funny. Interesting. Um, we got the Outback Bowl, John. Minnesota versus Auburn. Auburn minus seven and a half. Auburn's coming off the Iron Bowl. I think Auburn wins that game, but Minnesota had a great year, right? Yep. If I was betting it, I would take uh, Minnesota plus seven and a half. Yeah. Me too. Straight up, I think Auburn's got to be the play there. Wisconsin minus two and a half in the Rose Bowl against Oregon. I think Oregon wins that game. I agree. Uh, Interesting matchup in the Sugar Bowl. Another game that I'm watching for many different reasons. One, where is Georgia at after getting beat down by LSU in the championship game? How is Kirby going to try to you know, manufacture some enthusiasm. He's got Matt Luke coaching the OL now. And then Ole Miss plays Baylor in the game after this for Baylor in August here in Houston. So I think that's a reason to watch. Um, Baylor had a lot of success this year. Um, really, any time an SEC team is playing in a bowl again with a with good chance to, to actually have a game, that's interesting to me. Um, Georgia's minus six and a half. I think I picked Georgia, but if you told me Georgia came out and looked like they didn't want to be there at all and just hung their heads, wouldn't be surprised. But I'll pick Georgia for the time being. Um, I mean, this is set up to say pick Baylor, but Georgia's so much better. Mm-hmm. They slept walk last year. I guess I'd take Georgia. I don't love it, though. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a low-confidence pick for me. Um, The problem with this confidence system, in my pick is that, like, of the 41 games, there's like 20 that I know anything about the teams. So it's like, how? where do I put that? Do I put that in the most confident, middle? Like, what do I do with all these games? I have no Are idea. really 41 bowl games now? 41 in, in the pick I'm doing. That's crazy. I mean, so many of these don't matter at all. I'd like to do a pick of just like the 20 bowls of teams we know. Um, But I guess that's the point, right? It gives you something to cheer for in these games that you otherwise wouldn't watch. Um. Yep. So, Boston College, Cincinnati. I'm taking Cincinnati. I like the Bearcats. Are their coach Luke Fickles trying to get the Notre Dame job when it comes open? That's Cincinnati all the way. Like the Bearcats. Um. Indiana, Tennessee. The Vols are back, baby. Yeah, Tennessee has been on an upper trajectory the second half of the season. I mean, honestly, it could have been a nine-win season for them if they hadn't lost to Georgia State and uh, BYU, which is pretty insane. Um, yep. I think they grind this one out. Sorry to Tom Allen. Um, Ohio versus Nevada. Ohio is a seven and a half point favorite. I'll trust the line there. I know nothing. Tulane minus seven against USM in the Armed Forces Bowl. Sure, why not Tulane? I guess 
Uh, should probably pick Southern because it's my state, but yeah, I'm with you. Um, and then we got ULL versus Miami, Ohio. ULL minus fourteen. Billy Napier didn't get any of the jobs he was going after. Don't know what he's that means. Wilson resume. Let's yeah, I I think you pick him because he's he's trying to get out of there next year. And then the last thing I got to pick here is what? Oh oh oh. So I'm picking. I want the winner of Oklahoma LSU or the winner of Clemson Ohio State. I'm gonna pick LSU, and those are all my picks. Wait, so can I still? If I submit these, can I still edit them? Hmm. I'll figure that out later. So yeah, that's that's the bowl landscape. Number one confidence game. Oh yeah, let's pick a lock. So are we picking a lock straight up or picking a line? Uh, straight up. Okay, straight up lock for me. I and let's let's throw LSU Oklahoma out to make it a little more interesting. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I agree. I agree with that logic. Okay, so my lock going through these picks I've made here. I don't know. Feel, if you have one, feel free. I'm still thinking. You got Cincinnati? Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think... Hmm. I want to pick Utah because it's funny. If Texas, like, got up, won a bowl game and said we're back, though. It's, I yeah, that, I agree. That's what's it's keeping like a me. It's 1-15, but I can see it happening. Just hold me back from that. I... I think Florida over UVA is pretty safe. I think Penn State Penn State over Memphis is pretty safe. Yep. Um Yeah, I think Penn State without Norvell. I mean Penn State against Memphis without Norvell is is the one I believe the most strongly in. Yeah. I guess very fair. Alright. Um yeah. So that's uh that's the bowl landscape, John. Um we were talking before the show about how basketball team has been off for a week. Uh, let's see. I guess since last time we talked, they well, did they play? When was that Bakersfield game? Is that no? It wasn't who's the last team they played? I forgot. They won by yeah. a good bit. Middle Tennessee. Yeah, it was Middle Tennessee. It was on Kermit's birthday. Um, oh right, this is the game where Brian came out and, and hit like seven of eight threes in the first half, set a career high. Like thirty four or something like that. Um, Lane showed up and hugged Brian in the second half for his career high. So that's that's that that gets a lot of the credit for it. I'd say Lane was there to bless uh, bless the game. Did an interview on Etsy Network. Watched all that. Um, pretty fun. What do you what do you think about the people that say that Lane is like um, like socially awkward and stuff like that? What's your what's your read on that? I don't really get that. I mean, he's he's more introverted than people think make him out to be. But he's a football guy, right? I mean, he's 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 not a he's not a preacher. He just wants to win football games. He doesn't want to sit there and bullshit you, right? And I mean, also, I think I, I think if if you're trying to convince yourself that Nick Saban is like some great public speaker, that's kind of um, no, nope. he wins. Period. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the guys, the guys that are on that level, and not that Lane Kiffin is, but I think he would like to be. He certainly talks about how he wants to get there. Uh, the the number one adjective to describe them is like intense, and and intense is not necessarily something you associate with like being amiable and charismatic and whatnot. Um, yeah. So, 
I, I don't think that when you say that like Kiffin is weird and awkward and, and, and that would mean he's bad with the crews, I don't think that necessarily translates. Um, but we will find out, like we said. A uh, lot, lot to uh, learn about his recruiting. This, this first signing day was definitely just a little bit of a dry run. Um, but I am interested to see how some of these guys play out, uh, whether it's the Renfro uh, kid from, from Texas playing quarterback or uh, you know some of these other guys that, that came out of nowhere. Really interested to see what happens in February. Um, I think there'll obviously be a ton of interest for the spring game. Um, quarterback will be very closely watched there. I hope they put uh, Plumlee and, and Corral on op- opposite teams and let them both play like the majority of the game. That would be really funny. I hope they uh, put, tell Plumlee go put your ass in the slot, and that's where you're playing. It'll be interesting because people, you know, people say that if he was willing to play receiver, he would have gone to Georgia, right? And that's the whole reason he came to Ole Miss is because Luke told him he could play QB. So I, I have no idea what's going to happen with Plumlee. Uh, maybe Lane can convince him to have a, a hybrid role. I don't know. It seems like a waste of his athleticism to be so committed to play quarterback that you could ride the bench behind a better passer. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, so maybe maybe yeah. they can get through to him. Maybe we'll go play baseball. Who knows? Speaking of baseball, no idea what's going to happen with this team. We'll have plenty of time to bitch about that in like half the year, so we won't, we won't get into that now. But that is coming up just around the corner, John. It is uh, just a few months, just two two to three months away here um, as we move into this holiday season. How uh, We didn't talk about the weather. How, how cold is it up there in New Hampshire? Uh, our low is nine degrees tonight. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. It was Highest like- 20 tomorrow. That's horrible. It was in the it was in the forties yesterday, and I thought I was gonna have to move away. <laughs> Fortunately, I got back up into the sixties today, so not, not good to hear. No worries. Yeah, we'll we'll survive. Well, enjoy your holiday, John. Um, enjoy your 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 travels. Hopefully, you can get a little warmer down in Florida. Yep, that's the plan. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, when do these? I don't know when these bowl games start. When's the first one? Probably pretty soon, huh? Uh, Saturday, I believe. And then this is the first weekend where we got um we got NFL games on Saturday as well. Correct. We got Texans Rams. Like oh, my Texans are on Saturday. Really? I know the Rams are. Let's look up uh, what NFL teams uh, are playing. Texans go. Texans go to Tampa. That's the first of the NFL triple header. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um. Why don't we look real quick? Let's let's look at those NFL lines because this is a this is a big week for me in my fantasy playoffs or the championship, I should say, facing uh, some stiff competition. I gotta I gotta somehow beat out McCaffrey and Michael Thomas, the other team, two of the three most prolific players this season. But I do have Lamar, who was who has carried me this far, so I won't I won't lose faith yet. See Texans minus three at Tampa Bay. I mean Jameis has been. Very productive while also throwing a lot of picks this season, but with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out, I have to take Deshaun Watson in that game. Pro, pro bowler Larry Tunsil. Give me Texans minus three. Uh, Bills plus six and a half at the Patriots. I, I'm taking the Bills. I think that's, a, that's too many points. It's too many points, sure. and the Bills are trying to prove that, that their record at this point is not a fluke. You know, I I like the way the direction they're going. 49ers minus six and a half. It's a lot of points, but damn, the Rams look like they didn't have a pulse last week. I you know, it's a possibility they could shut down Gurley being out of the playoffs. 
Um, I I'd really hate picking that line, but I guess take the 49ers yeah. minus six and a half. Yeah. Here's too many points for two teams that are mediocre. Jags plus seven and a half uh, against the Falcons. The Jags are bad, but I think I'll take the points there. Um, Saints minus three against the Titans. I mean, the Saints are a little resurgent with Tannehill. A.J. Brown is becoming a major contributor there. Um, but Breeze just set the record for completion percentage for touchdown passes. I think it's it'd be crazy to bet against the Saints in that one. Um, New York Giants at Redskins. Eli is playing again, right? I think I like the Giants plus two and a half there. Sounds right. Is Eli playing again? Yeah, he just won. He just won his last game in uh in New York, I think. There you go. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. If, I guess Jones is hurt. I didn't really follow. I don't really follow that team that closely this year. Um, Steelers minus three at Jets. Give me the Steelers. Dolphins minus one hosting the Bengals. That is a terrible game. Colts minus seven hosting the Panthers. Give me plus seven Panthers on that one. Panthers have been uh, hard out, especially considering you know no Cam Newton, but they do have McCaffrey. Ravens minus 10.5 at the Browns. Oh, that's so many points in the NFL, but I'm going to take the Ravens and minus 10.5. Broncos minus 7 hosting the Lions. Drew Locke looks uh, really good. Lions are kind of hapless, but still it's a lot of points. I think I'll take the plus 7 there. Chargers minus 7 hosting the Raiders. Really don't care about that game. Seahawks minus 9.5 hosting the Cardinals. Uh, That's tough. Um, I guess I'll take the points and the Cardinals there. Seahawks are a much better team, but Cardinals can kind of score and hang around with them. Chiefs minus six at the Bears. I like the Chiefs minus six. I think the Bears are overrated even as a bad team. Um, Green Bay at Minnesota. Minnesota minus five. Uh, I'll take the Green Bay plus five there for sure. So there you go. NFL line rundown real quick there, John. Um, who who are you cheering for as that season comes to a close? You you, you sticking with your Patriots? Sticking with the uh, whoever's playing the Cowboys. So because I want Garrett fired. That's fair. I, didn't, I feel like I didn't say the Cowboys, did I? Who are they playing this week? Eagles. <clears throat> funny thing is, they win in Philly Sunday. They win the division. Yep. Yep. Which is funny. Um. Yeah, the Eagles are pretty bad as well. Um. Yeah, I'll uh. I'll take the Ravens to win it all. The real question is, is our plane back from Las Vegas uh, going to have cable because we're flying here at the Super Bowl? So we'll see. That's the that's the hope. Hopefully I can watch my Ravens in the Super Bowl in the air. So we'll see. That's it, John. That's all we got. Good deal. Appreciate it. Good talking to you. We'll see. Interesting to see what happens between now and the second time you go Six weeks with Kiffin. Yeah, see how, see how the staff fills out. Yeah, the staff will be the most interesting part, and frankly, the most important. Maybe, maybe they can get on some big names, get that freeze recruiting feeling going again. But we'll see. I don't know. I, 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 I don't feel confident that'll happen, but people are saying it's a possibility. So I guess we'll find out. We shall see. We shall see. All right, all right, John. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. You know all that stuff. Likewise. Take care. You too, buddy. All right. Bye, guys.